0: Welcome back to Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing great. What do you guys think of the new artwork? Pretty cool, right? (laughs) Um, I am very excited, of course, a a total new rebranding of Denny Thinks He Knows. Uh, Definitely stepping up our game. And hoping to change the game in some capacity. I don't know how. You know, these last straw segments, we don't know who hears them. So maybe we do make a difference. Or maybe we make your day a little better. I hope. I can only hope. Guys, we have so much to cover. We really, really do. Um, We have, I'm looking at this list right now, a very incredibly long list. I'm going to try to breeze through uh, first up with the NFL um, we have such a great basketball segment with Mitchell Mack coming up um, and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. I do want to help mention, um, I don't want to show my cards just yet on who my special guest uh, will be. Um, but it uh, looks like it is being postponed um, for a later date. Um, and this uh, Cleveland rock star is very busy uh, getting ready for a, uh, the Cleveland Indians upcoming season so there's as much of a hint as I will give you um, as to who my special guest will be but in the meantime I feel like uh, we're going to be talking a little Cleveland Indians um, we were going to anyways uh, t- for tonight's show so I'm riding solo in the baseball portion um, but without any further ado let's jump right on into it uh, with the NFL in first up and wow guys okay first off i don't know how i feel about tampering okay i look forward uh to for example christmas every year this is like christmas like on the 23rd on the 24th and on the 25th like christmas uh extravaganza for the next whole week with the nfl in, in the tampering days, it's great. You know, players are getting an opportunity to, you know, sign these contracts early on, but boy, is it, uh, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. So um, bear with me as I'm going to kind of roll through some things that took place today, some things that took place the past few days. And I'm really hoping that uh, we don't miss out on too much um, from Now till next week's episode, but without any further ado, the NFL's portion of first up, I'm going to start off with, um, something I got, uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree signs a five-year $82 million deal with the Tennessee Titans. I knew it would happen guys. I talked about it last week. I don't see us spending $15 million to retain Juju Smith-Schuster as a wide receiver for us. Why not spend that money for Bud Dupree? Why would you? Why would you spend that money for Bud Dupree when you have Alex Highsmith? I'd rather that money be dispersed in, for example, keeping Zach Banner uh, for two years, 9.5 mil. Cam Sutton, two years, 9 million. That's a, that very well is a starting left tackle for us and a starting slot cornerback and cam sutton man he is a jack-of-all-trade swiss army knife for that steelers defense so you know what money well spent um right off the bat for both those guys and i'm sure kevin colbert has some tricks up his sleeve um without any further ado let's jump into uh the long list so the ravens cut lg fort um lj fort that is lj fort i'm hoping lj actually makes his way back to the pittsburgh steelers um he served as a backup inside linebacker we just released Vince Williams we talked about this in a few weeks ago that you know he may end up you know being cut due to cap space well he was I would love to see LJ back with the black and gold uh Kyle Van Noy uh re-signed a two-year 13 uh, deal with the Patriots Rashard Higgins to the Cleveland Browns resigns that is uh, one-year 2 million um, Patrick Peterson to the Vikings, one year, $10 million. That's going to be a really nice uh, addition to their defense. Curtis Samuel, probably my most exciting free agent signing so far this season, uh, this offseason. Um, he signs a three-year, $34.5 million deal with the Washington football team. Okay, you're you're pairing him up with Terry McLaren, uh, Scary Terry. I'm super excited to see what uh, they can do. And Fitzpatrick is actually uh, Fitzmagic, as you will, is actually going to be um, the quarterback for the Washington football team. Just throwing up beautiful dimes to both of them. I'm going to be so excited to talk fantasy football later this year and what Washington football team has uh, in store for us. All right, moving on through. Matt Prater signs a two-year $7 million deal with the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of fantasy, this could be a goldmine kicker um kyler murray and company definitely has all the goods um to make that team fantasy relevant again uh, as they were this past season matt prater could be just putting the icing on the cake every single uh, week, week in and week out for you alshon jeffrey was released from the eagles interesting to see where he goes um hasan reddick uh one year eight million dollar deal with the carolina panthers Alex Mack um, signs with the San Francisco 49ers one year 5.5 million dollar deal good protection for whoever is um, behind center possibly uh, Garoppolo again but um, you know going to be interesting to see how they can protect said quarterback because they were not able to do that efficiently last year Um, Marquise Goodwin also released um, by the way with the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll see where he signs next. Uh, Marlon Mack re-signs uh, with the Colts. One year, $2 million deal. AJ Green to the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, man, if he can have a bounce back, it's going to be exciting to see what he does, man, with Kyler Murray. You got Hopkins. Who knows if Larry Fitz is coming back. It almost kind of seems like he may retire. Um, but they got a lot of weapons over there in Arizona. They got J.J. Watt now. It's gonna be really fun to watch that team. Uh, John Brown signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. One, uh, let's see, one year, three million dollar deal. Jamal Williams to Detroit, two years. Uh, let's see, seven point five million. We also have Emmanuel Sanders going to the Buffalo Bills. One year, six million dollar deal. Started out with the Pittsburgh Steelers, has had a great career. Um, of course, winning a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos. Playing now. Uh, with the uh, saints san francisco 49ers and now with buffalo so um a great career i hope the best for him over in buffalo It's going to be fun to see what he does out there could be a very interesting fantasy pick too Uh, let's see carl lawson uh three years 45 million dollar deal to the jets i knew the jets were going to be spending money i predicted they'd uh sign juju juju smith schuster as of right now is still a free agent we'll see what happens uh with that but um they got money to spend. So they definitely get a great uh, pass rusher in Carl Lawson, Aaron Jones. I predicted him to the Miami dolphins, uh, four years, $48 million deal to resign with the Packers. It just makes sense, man. He's one of the best in the league. He fits that offense so well with um, Aaron Rodgers, and just, you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy for both sides. It seems like a very fair, fair deal. And, um, I think, both teams are uh, both sides are going to be happy with it moving forward. Um, Shaquille Griffin signs a three year, $40 million deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, very interesting um, pickup for them. As uh, I say that because they were once the vaunted defense that no one wanted to face. Urban Meyer steps in with a whole new slate of uh, defensive talent um, and going to be fun to see if they can build that back up to what it once was because that was a very scary defense although my pittsburgh sealers lost to them back in, i believe it was 2017 in the playoffs uh we did put up uh 30 40 points so it was a good defense but maybe not not that good but we'll we'll see what they are they're able to do moving forward um andy dalton man making a lot of my uh chicago friends a little frustrated uh you know i think they're all still hoping that they had patrick mahomes Trubisky was not quite Mahomes level. And now they got Andy Dalton on a one year, $10 million deal. Who knows what's going on over in Chicago, man. Who knows if they still have another trick up their sleeve. Cause I think Andy Dalton is a great backup. If you're depending on him to be a starter, I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. We're going to revisit the Chicago bears later on um, the, in the year, not tonight. <laughs> Um, Vince Williams, like we talked about, released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. That one really stings, man. The guy's been with us like this whole decade. He is a true Steeler um, through and through, and we're really going to miss him. And if you haven't seen um, his team photo, you're missing out, man. Go Google Vince Williams. He has one of the most legendary team photos um, in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I'll say it. Possibly the best. Um, Marvin Jones signs with the Jacksonville jaguars here a uh, two-year 12 million dollar deal and then the patriots hunter henry three years 37 million dollar deal they're not done yet johnny smith four years 50 million dollar deal and nelson aguilar uh, two years 22 million dollar deal among many others that they signed um in the past few days Man, old Billy is really trying to uh make that team relevant again from a very uh subpar season last year, uh or less than I, I should say. And uh I will give them I will give him this and the Patriots this. Um he went out and he grabbed the best two tight ends, man, and free agency, and you doled out a lot of money for them. So uh we're gonna be keeping tabs on this in regards to fantasy later uh this year. But uh, the wide receiver is still not doing it for me, man. Aguilar is a great, maybe number four, number five uh, wide receiver. Um, But I don't know if I'm going to depend on him as my uh, number one or two. We'll see. Time will tell, as always. But uh, there you have it, guys. I didn't cover every single, even though it feels like it. Um, I didn't cover every single free agent um, signing over the past few days there's been a lot we hope to cover some of the the best and uh some that you know maybe you didn't know and i'm helping i'm filling you in on a little bit but uh, my thoughts on a lot of it is um congratulations to those that got the contracts and to those teams kudos that you have the money to do it i will just say this much off-season contracts are very much blown up um you know way out of proportion as far as the money received and then what it feels like is the next year or even year after players are being released from their contract players aren't needing to restructure that contract so it's always interesting because it's almost a, a, a you know two two sides to this coin first side is you know wow what a contract what an what an addition and then next year things don't pan out you're hearing about, you know, said player maybe becoming a free agent again, or, you know, maybe not in the best of situations now. So it always looks like one thing on paper. I will say this much: I'm happy that the Pittsburgh Steelers are never real big players in the free agency um, mania because we we stay pretty consistent with the draft, and I'm thankful for that. I honestly am. Um, I'd rather do big big moves in the draft when it comes to, um, you know, picking up key players for our future and um, let the free agency kind of get um, settled out with other teams that may be in need of, you know, reaching for the stars. There you have it guys reaching for the stars. That's well, that's how we'll end the uh, NFL portion of first up heading right on over to major league baseball. Like I said, I really had hoped um, that uh, we we're going to have our special guest on. It looked like it was going to take place this week and um, things happen you know, things happen. I really hope, uh, next week we could pull that off. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cleveland Indians. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback on, you know, all my listeners, your favorite teams. I'd like to, to get a good pulse on what you guys, uh, like out there. Maybe, maybe we'll even put a, a poll out one of these days soon upcoming just to get a feel for, uh, you know, who you like to listen about. I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. If you didn't know already, all right, I'm out here in California, um, but I grew up in Northeast Ohio. So Cleveland Indians fan through and through, I'm telling you, I got a lot to like about this upcoming season. I'm a very optimistic person, you know? So some of my, some of my friends out there that, you know, may not share that same optimism may say, I don't see what you see, Denny. I don't see exactly what you see. And that's Okay. But you know what? I'm looking at a rotation right now that is almost like a beautiful butterfly about to just burst from its cocoon, okay? You know, you watched uh, a rotation that had Kluber, Carrasco, Clevenger, Bauer, heck, I even remember the Josh Tomlin era. I mean, you had a rotation full of superstar pitchers, okay? Um, and poof, they're gone. Um, unfortunate. Uh, that that whole rotation I kind of thought was going to grow old together it did not although I did kind of know Trevor Bauer was kind of playing some uh, uh, hints along the way that he was not going to be signing <laughs> any team-friendly deals which I don't blame him he's one of the best he deserves the best money um, but isn't it fascinating for Cleveland that they've traded all this talent you think of a guy like Bauer you think of a guy like Carrasco you think of a guy like Clevenger kluber i mean come on and yet they got a cy young winner about to open the season for them in shane bieber how incredible zach please sack number two pitcher i feel really good about him man coming into the season i think he's going to be really turning a lot of heads this year stepping up his game coming into that part in his young career where he takes that next step maybe he starts being considered for a cy young Okay. And I think he's going to continue to mature. Last year, there were some question marks, him and Clevenger partying out in Chicago. Hopefully that's all behind him. I think very highly of the kid. I think he's going to do some big things with the Cleveland Indians. Um, and then you have Savelli. Okay. Savelli is one of those type of pitchers that for any of my diehard Cleveland Indians fans, um, and Savelli kind of reminds me of that Jake Westbrook mold. Okay. Like he's not going to be, in my opinion, He's not going to be, you know, considered as maybe one of the top pitchers in the league, but you need him in your rotation, man, because next thing you know, you look at seven innings gone by, and the other team has maybe one run, a few hits. Like he's going to keep you in the game, week in, month in, month out. Okay, that's how it works with Savali, and I'm excited to see what he can do in another year, becoming, you know, more of that uh, seasoned pitcher. Okay, so those are top three. The big question mark comes. Well, what do you do, Denny, in the bottom two? I don't know what you're going to do. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Tristan McKenzie, okay? Tristan McKenzie came out like a lightning bolt last year as a rookie. I'm expecting big things for him. I'll even go out on, out on a limb and say, I don't even feel like it's going out on a limb. He's going to win double-digit uh, games this year, okay? I don't know if it sits within 10. I don't know if it sits within around 15. He's winning double-digit uh, games this year. And I think he's one of the best number four pitchers in the majors. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, in that number five spot right now out of the bat. I think they put Logan Allen. Okay. He was part of the uh, Clevenger trade. He's a left-handed pitcher. Young has had a great spring training. And I really think he's going to be uh, starting the season out. They have some great talent in AAA um, that it may just be a matter of time till they actually get an opportunity, but I think Logan gets that shot out of the gate. So there you have it. There's your rotation in regards to the big question mark at shortstop. What do you do without Francisco Lindor? Well, first off, I have a little bone to pick with Francisco Lindor. You know, he came out recently and said that he fell asleep uh, in the world series um, during that rain delay. And that he said, if he was older, we would have won the game. And if he was older, I uh, he probably would have went to the other players that are veterans on the team, like Mike Napoli at the time, Raji Davis, and maybe asked them, like, you know, to get something going for the team. And I'm just like, I love you, Francisco Lindor. I got your autograph, I got tons of pictures with you. Why are you saying this? If you're tired during the World Series, I get it. Okay. I totally get it. hey, some people, some players can't even sleep the night before or after, but I get it. You know, it's a 162 game season. Denny knows. <laughs> Denny knows that's a long season. Denny was hoping that. I don't know. I keep using my name in third person here, but I, I, I would have hoped that the season would, at some point, get shorter. Not as short as last season, but shorter. Okay. Um, but with with all that being said, you know, just why why say that you slept? Okay. You know, I, I mean, it just it doesn't feel right. Uh, and then to say that if you were older, we would have won. That kind of makes the rest of the team kind of look like, you know, but we weren't good enough. Like it, it was dependent on you to be good enough. Uh, that doesn't sit right either. And, you know, the whole, like, I would have went to them to start something. Once again, you're kind of making Mike Napoli, Raji Davis kind of look like, you know, they they didn't think about that. You know, they didn't take that step. So I don't know. It's just one of those breakups where it's like all this unnecessary talk. It's, I know it's in the past. I respect that it's in the past, but it's unnecessary talk that uh, kudos to you for your new chapter with the New York Mets. I hope, I hope he continues to have a Hall of Fame type of career. Um, he was one of the best shortstops to ever play with the Cleveland Indians. Um, and I, I hope nothing but the best. I hope he gets that big contract. I hope he continues to light it up, light it up. But on the same note, that kind of hurt when I I wanted that 2016 World Series bad. I know he did too. You know, we've been waiting since 1948. But uh, yeah, that one that one stung when I heard those words. It's like that just wasn't necessary. We we had a great relationship. You don't got to leave on a sour note. Don't got to because that just I I would imagine that makes other um, Cleveland Indians fans and maybe even players kind of scratch their head like yeah. Why do we have to talk about that? Why, why do we got air to that? air that laundry? I don't know. I don't know. But he left. He was traded. He left. He's with the Mets now. And we have Andreas Jimenez. This kid is just lighting it up right now in spring training. I'm loving it. I'm loving his energy. I'm hearing he's fantastic at defense. I've watched a couple spring training games now. Looks like he can definitely handle himself at the plate. The kid's entering his second year in the league. Um, And it really kind of feels like he has all the tools to be just as good as Francisco Lindor. So I really don't feel like we're missing out on much and we have him at least for like the next four or five years. Okay. Before he gets that big contract. Um, So very exciting to see what he can do. Uh, I'm super excited, man. I'm super pumped up uh, to watch him in a Cleveland Indians uniform. And I think like, what a great, like pass the baton. Okay. Like, You know, before Lindor, there was question marks at shortstop, okay? We had Azdrubal Cabrera for a while, but there was question marks. Johnny Peralta. I mean, there was, like, far, few and far in between from when Omar, um, you know, had his final stint with the Cleveland Indians. So uh, I'm excited that it doesn't seem like there's going to be so much of a journeyman, you know, shortstop or, you know, stopgap type of shortstop. It's like, man, we really – I think we just hit the lottery with this menace kid. I'm super excited to see what he can do. And then lastly, I'd like to talk a little bit about the, uh, the bullpen. Um, the bullpen man has the potential to have like, f- like five guys that can throw over hundred miles per hour. Um, you know, led by Kieran Chak and uh, class A. uh, I'm super excited to see what these guys are able to do with, with the bullpen. I think it could be actually one of our strengths of the season. And you mix that, like I was saying earlier with a very strong rotation, and there is your playoff caliber Cleveland Indians, okay? Now, when it comes to hitting, I know that's a big question mark. Um, the rotation, I think they're going to be able to keep you in ball games, um pretty much every game. The bullpen, I'm feeling really confident that the bullpen can actually keep that lead, man. I I think this might be one of the most talented bullpens we've had in a long time. And then you're looking at the lineup. The lineup, uh, I, I'm loving it. Right off the bat, Hernandez, okay, um, starting out. Golden Glove second baseman, by the way. Um, and then Rosario, Eddie Rosario, number two, Jose Ramirez from El Reyes, possibly Josh Naylor. I'm really liking that first five. The bottom half of the lineup, and this is so true to Cleveland Indians uh, baseball teams since I've been watching them past 20 years. You, you got to start wondering, what do you do after that? number five guy okay and here's my number one player that i'm so excited to see this season bobby bradley bobby bradley remember the name guys this kid's been hitting 30 home runs in the minor leagues like each season last year he didn't get a chance to perform but this kid can absolutely rake uh and he's cut his uh strikeouts i believe the stat came out recently where he's only had like three strikeouts um this whole spring training so far um love to Double check myself on that, but um regardless, he has not struck out a lot, guys. He has not struck out a lot. I'm very excited to see if he can carry about a 250, 260 batting average with anywhere from 20 to 40 home runs. And I don't know if, how many RBIs I'd be happy with. I would imagine if he can get over 80 RBIs, you're driving guys in pretty frequently there, we're all gonna be happy. And that just lengthened the whole lineup out, out to six guys now obviously you have P- Roberto Perez in there that being the uh catcher the defensive wizard behind the plate i'm not mad if he can at least hold you know a, a decent average um maybe come up clutch with those home runs that he's so capable of as well as clutch hits and then you just wonder how the you know those those last two pos- um spots in the lineup would shake out um i'd imagine that uh mercado's going to get a shot there um in center field so um, and then of course you got—I didn't even mention the kid, Dres Jimenez. So there you go, guys. It has a, a shot. And, and Oscar Mercado, by the way, man—he has to bring it. There's like three other guys that can legit play center field. Um, That you know will will take that spot not only in center field but in the lineup. So through and through, man, I f- I feel really good. The addition of Eddie Rosario this offseason, man—the guy can hit 20 to 30 home runs. He's done it. He's actually just pestered the, the cleveland indians uh the past two three years that i think they were just ready to bring him on board and let him you know return that favor possibly to the twins and to other teams i'm feeling really good with the cleveland indians maybe next week we'll be able to have our special guest on to take a little more of a deeper dive into that but i hope that i hope i was able to uh inform enough and keep you entertained all right guys that just about does it for the mlb portion of First up, we're heading right on over to the NBA's portion with our NBA correspondent, Mitchell Mack. Mitchell Mack, welcome back.
1: Danny, 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 what's good? What's going on? How you Not doing? I, I'm good. I'm here to talk some a uh, be ball because ball is life. Outside of the school. I like it. When a couple Whoops, of guys, uh, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. And you know, I got in one tiny miniscule fight and my mother she was terrified she said you're moving to Bel Air with your uncle and my aunt <laughs> there you go <laughs> just the crazy I'll tell you more about it later I'll tell you more it, when we're done recording. that was
0: in West Philadelphia right
1: oh yeah well I mean that's where I was born and raised
0: yeah okay I just wanted to double check <laughs> do you know All where right.
1: I was my time I was
0: on the playground <laughs> we're having fun already guys and you Too can watch much. us. If you're listening, you can watch this happen on YouTube because we're both now on audio and video. We're Looking stepping
1: up. Sexy.
0: Oh, uh, well, we're trying. And I even, what do you think of my new art,
1: Mitchell Mac? Dude, I love it. I love it. I love your new art. What do you think of my old vacuum? I don't think it sucks. Hey, Burn. Letters of the audience know, we planned that joke for 50 minutes. We wrote that joke for an hour. Yeah. We were and slaving. It, we actually shortened it because it was like <laughs> a two-minute-long joke. Yeah, we had a huge monologue. A little Hamlet was in there, but we decided to cut it out in the end. Yeah. But you know what we're here to do? We're here to talk about some people outside of to the school. We're talk about some people outside the school. So I do want to say one thing real quick. Before I get into my three-pointers, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, to Sean Bradley, a uh, former NBA player, mainly played for the Mavericks. Uh, he recently was in a bicycle accident and he got hit by a car and I believe he is paralyzed. I'm not sure if it's from the neck down or the waist down. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, thoughts and prayers out to Sean Bradley. Um, I, I ride my bike everywhere. And I have a lot of faith in the cars that go by me. So, you know, yeah, it's a very uh, very scary thing to think about. But I I hope he's, you know, doing all right. So
0: same here. Um, definitely thoughts going over his way and you know hopefully, you know, rehab, some healing can, you know, only help from this point on. But very scary. Riding my bike this afternoon. It's you know, there's a lot of faith and cars will do what they're supposed
1: to and Yeah. Crazy yeah, It's a crazy world but yeah they they said that they'll use the um, the injury as a sort of call to action for bike safety so so you know some something good coming out of an awful situation I agree. Uh, so best wishes for him and on that note, I got my three pointers ladies and gentlemen. okay, let's take it on with let's number one. It. pointer number one classic free throw for you so this MVP race it's getting wild guys. Uh, I called it at the start of the season. I said, LeBron James will be the MVP. I said, his numbers are crazy good, which they always are. Uh, he's playing on the best record, which he doesn't have the best record still. The Utah Jazz now have the best record. Um, and, and I get a few other reasons this is why I think he'd be MVP. Joel Embiid really stepped up and he was killing it. And everyone was like, oh, Joel Embiid's MVP. And I was like, okay, if he's the MVP, I get that. Uh, recently, he became injured. He hurt his, I think, left leg. He bruised a bone or something. So he's out for a while. And because of this injury, the MVP race is wide open once again. And everyone's like, what the heck? Who is it going to be? Is it going to be LeBron? Maybe it's Damian Lillard. Maybe it's Jokic. Maybe maybe it's James Harden. It's wide open. It is wide open. And and I'm going to tell you something. I think this is going to be a repeat of the 1990 MVP race. Now, if you don't know, for those who are listening, if you don't know, that year, Magic Johnson won the MVP race. Charles Barkley got the most first-place votes, though. Like, the race was so tight. The voting was so everywhere that the guy who got the most first-place votes didn't get MVP in the end. And I think we're going to see a repeat of that here. I think we're going to see a lot of first-place votes for LeBron, an equal amount for Jokic and Embiid. Um and some from James Harden. And I still think LeBron James is going to win it, but I am not confident in saying that at all. I have no idea what's going to happen. But I do want to know, Denny, do you have any thoughts on NBA MV- MVP right now? Well, I'm happy
0: you asked me, um, because I will go down on the ship and also on the truck, which is an analogy I will explain in a moment. Kawhi Leonard, baby. Kawhi Leonard what two months ago or more when we first started talking about this it's like that truck that just like takes a while and sometimes trucks will take months to get going okay but sooner or later they will pick up steam they'll pick up (laughs) steam and you won't even know what hit you (laughs) ask any
1: fly that runs into that windshield (laughs) You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you're keeping it. I'm glad you're keeping that pick. Personally, I don't. I don't think so. I uh, will Kawhi, go down on the ship. Kawhi is a great player. He has. He has this thing though, where he he rests a lot. So between resting and the fact that Paul George is on his team, because Paul George is, you know, sometimes equally just as good. Although other times he is the Robin to Kawhi's Batman. Uh, I think that kind of holds him back a little bit. Oh, and the other thing that helps LeBron's case right now is the fact that they're still the number two seed, and Anthony Davis has been injured for quite a long time. And they're still the number one defense in the NBA. Still, Those are some good stats. Those, oh, dude, that's what I bring. I bring some good stats, folks. That's that's, that's on your resume. That's my yeah. That stood one. out to me when I was looking number at one. NBA correspondent. I was interviewing. You said, "Hey." Do you bring any good stats? And I said, "That's all I bring.
2: All I bring."
0: And I like, looked. And that's literally all you bring.
1: Like, am I a former NBA player? No, of course not. I'm no. six foot one. I, <laughs> I'm not a former NBA player. Although Steve Nash is about that height. Um, but yeah. So, so oh, and also something else I want to talk about real quick. Damian Lillard, ladies and gentlemen, fifty points the other night. He hit, I think, 17 of 17 from the free throw line. Didn't miss a free throw. That man is on fire. He really is on fire. He really he d- is on fire. And the crazy thing, he when it comes to the clutch, like the last in and, and the clutch, I believe, is the last two minutes of a game where the where the point differential is less than five, five or less. I think I was, that's what the clutch is. Yeah. It's either two minutes or five minutes. But in the clutch, Damian Lillard is the best player. In the NBA, he don't miss. He does not miss. He's so freaking good. Uh, and one other last note: last week I was giving you guys some picks uh, to be like, hey, for fantasy, I told you all to pick Jamal Murray. I was like, Jamal Murray, he'll either get you fifty points or nothing. And last week he gave you all nothing. And I apologize for that. He has really sucked recently. Like he is trash. Oh, uh, and that's that's on me. It happens. It happens. But you know what? That's a smooth transition into point number two. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Point number two. uh, What's point number two? I'm going to say it's a a throwback to a Jamal Murray bubble mid-range jump shot. Shout out to Jamal Murray real quick. The three-point line, ladies and gentlemen. It's taking over the NBA. I'm excited to hear this. It's taking over the NBA. Uh, I mean, you know, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, guys like that, have really revolutionized the the way that we use the three-pointer. Oh, yeah. Definitely the most prevalent shot in the NBA uh, I mean, like, it, when when I was watching the All-Star game, it seemed like a, the vast majority of shots they were taking were just threes. They were just jacking up threes. And I know that's like a laid-back, lackadaisical game, but everyone's shooting threes. So I was watching uh, Mark Max Greenberg, something like that, and he was saying they need to bring the three-point line back. And I was like, I agree. I think that'd be amazing. Uh, and that was pretty much all he said. He didn't give any specifics. So to the viewers who are – well, looking at this you're going to be very excited i drew something oh so this is gonna be good i will describe it to you very vividly Look so, at this guy i have a drawing of the court right so that blue line is the regulation nba three-point line from the corner it's 22 feet away from everywhere else it is 23.9 feet away we'll call it 24 feet just to make it easier now the corner three on average nba players are shooting 40 percent from the corner three which is crazy high that's yeah. I mean, it's it's basically the best shot in the NBA statistically because it's three points rather than two, and it's 40%. It's crazy good, right? So what he said, what Max Greenberg said, take away the corner three, which I completely agree. I'm implementing the red line, which is 26 feet away. I feel like a lot of NBA players can still shoot from this range. I feel like a guy like Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets, he could definitely adapt. He's a sharp shooter. Oh, and yeah. LeBron James, who's not an incredible shooter he shoots from about that far away pretty frequently like it's not unheard of and the black line the 30 foot line is uh is where damian lillard i was going to say that's damian lillard that's damian lillard territory. And, territory and so guys guys can hit from 30 feet away on a consistent basis to where they're not like chucking it where it's in form uh and so i feel like we need to bring it to the 26th line and the reason we need to do that is to get back to some sort of mid-range game and some sort of variety in an NBA offense. I'm here for it. So, I mean, I, I think it would really open things up. I think it'd make things a lot better for big men too. Cause I mean, a lot of big men now just shoot threes and it's like, I, yeah, that, and, and, and I get it. Cause their coaches are telling them like, if you're good, if you shoot above 30%, shoot it. And that's not as fun, you know, it's not as fun to see the variety. Um, so, yeah, I want to know, Danny, what do you think? If you were the NBA commissioner, would you agree to my proposal? Would you say no? Would you change anything? What do you think?
0: Uh, I think I would give it a go. You know, this is something I'm actually surprised. I didn't jump all over on one of my last straws, you know, that I've just had an absolute enough of. But I got to be honest with you. I like the idea of making it harder for actually drilling a three-pointer. Yeah. So, by all means, like, if you find that something's too easy – You know, one of my first ever last straw um, arguments was that every baseball um, field should be the same dimensions because every one of them differentiates from one another. And it's like, you should really have the same playing field with this being said, it's like, I don't like how it's easier to drill a corner three as opposed to any other spot on the court. So Yeah. yeah, let's, let's equalize it, baby.
1: Yeah, I I think so. I think it would open things up. Um, And I think mid-range game would become a thing because unless you are LeBron James or Chris Paul or Kawhi Leonard, you're not really allowed to shoot in the mid-range. You either shoot a three or a layup, and that's it. That's all your coach allows you to do. That's all they want you to do because statistically, those are the best shots. And so I feel like this would be a nice change. And, you know, we're at a place where everyone can shoot the three now. Like even – D- Even Dwight Howard is He's hitting him. He's somewhat consistently. It's crazy. And it's like, no, stop shooting, Dwight. We need to bring stop it back.
0: It. Stop doing that. Stop it now. Doing.
1: But that's 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 my two-pointer. Um, I know Adam Silver is not listening, but if you are, buddy, consider it. At least for like an all-star game, that Test would be a good out. place. Test, test it out. out. That's test all we're out. asking. In the summer league, test it out. I think it would kill. That's oh, we want to see. And, and, and then I think, it would, you know, like, it would really prove who are the sharpshooters, you know? Exactly. Who are your guys who can, like, shoot, shoot? Uh, and now, point number three. This is going to be a quick one, you guys. I just want to give a shout out. I talked to him two seconds ago. I want to give a shout out to my man, Dwight Howard. We didn't mean that when we said stop doing that. Keep doing hey, it. I, I know. I meant stop shooting those threes, but I meant keep doing everything else, Dwight. I freaking love you. Uh, The whole reason I watch basketball and love basketball is because of Dwight Howard. I fell in love with him back in like that 2009, 2010 era, you know, where he was with the magic and he was getting defensive player of the year award three times in a row. He was the dunk champ. He led the magic to the finals. He was on top of the freaking world. Um, And the other night recently against the Bulls, he got 18 points, 12 rebounds, uh, one steal, two blocks. Like those are like prime Dwight numbers and then another game against the Knicks he had 11 points 12 boards and three blocks and one of them was against Julius Randle and he just swatted the crap out of him and so I'm on this podcast say way to go Dwight because everyone over the years they've been counting him out and that when he was on Charlotte when he was on the Wizards when he was on the Hawks they're like oh man everyone hates you and you suck and he was like just you wait he's an NBA champion He's a, an integral part to the Philly team, especially with Joel Embiid injured. Man, he's freaking killing it. One of the best centers of all time. And if anyone doesn't think so, I'll fight you. I will fight you. <laughs> well, in a game of tic tac toe. <laughs> hey, in a game of tic tac toe, he's one of the greatest of all time. No, I'm telling you, man, he's he's a top fifty player. No, oh, for yeah. sure. No, he he's super talented. I've always enjoyed Superman. Oh, super. Oh, dude, Superman is the best love him so yeah those are those are my three pointers and that third point was a was a dwight howard three <laughs> Ooh, he's, he's got a weird shooting form where his arms it's just in the wrist his arms yeah. don't move at all someone it's told him as a kid
0: like it's all in the wrist he's like well yeah, he's like, okay it shall be all in the
1: wrist <laughs> so it shall be and it was <laughs> and it was okay his jump shot is all right all right i like it
0: i like it and we're heading over now to our actually we're heading on over to the very end of first up is it
1: is it time for me to sing my? you know what that means oh i do know it's time for second that emotion
0: yeah
2: oh Oh, yeah
0: yeah. this this feels good guys we're (laughs) over to second that emotion that means we're going to get the starting lineup From Mitchell Mack. We had an amazing three pointers with him. Let's hear his starting five
1: and the pickup of the week. Dose trace points. Amazing. Now it's time for your starting five. All right. A point guard. This was a bit of a pickle. I was going to pick Malcolm Brogdon for you guys. And I was like, oh, because he's amazing. He's the leading scorer on the Pacers. Like, oh, he's good to go. But he's playing against the Nets, the Heat, the Heat, and the Bucks. And so I'm like, no, he's not going to do well in those games. The Heat and the Bucks are incredible on defense. So no, LaMelo Ball was my next choice. I love LaMelo Ball. He's a lot of fun. He's a great point guard, integral to what they're doing with the Hornets. Next, he's playing the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Clippers. And the Lakers and the Clippers can clamp people up. So again, no. So your starting point guard this week, Russell Westbrook, Ooh. Mr. Triple Double. That's right. He's playing the Kings, the Jazz, and the Nets. And the Jazz will put up, Some stoppage because they're a really good defensive team. But the Kings, I I have a good friend who's a Kings fan. They are trash. And the Nets don't play defense. So Mm. he'll have a field day with them. And Russell Westbrook, you know, it's a revenge game against the Nets because they have both James Harden and Kevin Durant on their roster. And he wants to be like, hey, I'm better than you guys. And he's already beaten them twice this season. So Russell Westbrook revenge game and a bunch of other good games at shooting guard. I got Zach Levine of the bulls. He's coming up against the Spurs, the nuggets and the Pistons. Uh, Spurs are pretty good on defense, nuggets and Pistons. Not really. So especially the Pistons, they're awful. And Zach Levine is so talented, you know, coming in the league. We all thought he was just a dunker and he's proven everyone wrong. Way more than that. Oh my gosh. So much more mid range dunk. He can do everything. He's an incredible finisher got to take Zach Levine. At small forward, I got Tobias Harris. Ooh, okay. He is super important to the 76ers right now, especially as Joel Embiid is injured. Lately, he's been putting up like 24 points, 25 points, 30 points a game. He's been killing it. And he gets a bunch of rebounds and a good amount of assists. He's coming up against the Bucs, the Kings, and the Knicks. And although the Bucs are a good defensive team, the Kings and the Knicks are not. He'll have his way with them, I tell you. It'll be a great game for power forward. I got Julius Randle. Ooh. I know he, he got blocked by Dwight, but you know, I'm picking him up for this because he is so good. They're playing the magic, the 76 like and the wizards two out of three games where he can dominate pretty easily. I feel like, uh, and yeah, his numbers he's putting up are crazy. And he's the main guy on the Knicks, New York city, the city of lights, the city that never sleeps. You got to pick him at center. I got Nikola Vucevic of the magic. They're trash. He is not. He's not. He, he is a, a golden ring in the snout of a pig. I tell you, man, he's freaking <laughs> killing it. I don't know where that analogy came from. They're playing the Knicks, the Nets, and the Celtics. Um, all teams that don't really have any great centers. And the Vooch is the main focal point for the offense. A super talented, gets a bunch of boards, gets a bunch of points. He won't let you down. And my pickup of the week. Okay, let's hear it. I've talked about him already. You know how much I love him. It is Superman. It is AKA Chocolate Shoulders, AKA The Big Smile, AKA the three point king. Rocket Man, The Three Point King. It's your boy, my boy, Dwight Howard, D12. That's right. I he's love coming it. in. Joel Embiid being injured, coming off the bench. He's getting a double-double like it's nobody's business. Like he's just going in and out and ordering it. Bada bing, ba-boom, bam. Got that double-double. Gonna serve it down. It's so good. Gotta pick up Dwight. Well, that's a lot to digest, but I it love it. Right. Oh, it is, but not for Dwight. You not know, 6'11", 265.
0: I, I love it. And and you know what? For any faithful listeners last week that went along with my advice, I did want to apologize. I jumped on in for Robin Lopez. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: And and the the, the, the amazing three,
1: pick of Robin.
0: The last three weeks, uh, 10 points, uh, 5 points, and 2 points. So, Wow. Hey, 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 oh. hey boy, oh. getting <laughs> hot in here,
1: don't you think so, guys?
0: Hey, I came off the bench. I said, Give me, give me. And I went to, you know, <laughs> football, and um, I, let's just say um, my three pointer needs to be brought in a little bit.
1: <laughs> that shot was all wrist. That shot was all oh, yeah. wrist you just did there. A little rough. Mostly brick,
0: too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, that's been an amazing uh, starting top five. Great pick of the week. Uh, we love That's it, nice. Mitchell Mack. We we love having you on. Thank you for stopping by today.
1: Dude, love being here always. Denny thinks he knows, and I know he knows, you know? Hey, and if you don't know... Now you, you, know. you know. You
0: know. All right, Mitchell Mack. Until next week, we'll see you. Okay, guys. We are going to be heading right on over to Last Straw. Uh, oh, oh, my God. Guys, you would not believe who just stopped in Hey, man, who just stepped into the studio? Uh, Maybe this gives it away. Welcome to Denny Thinks He Knows, Seth Rogen.
2: Dude, uh, it's like an honor to be here. I'm like so stoked. Well,
0: that's one way to describe what you are right now. Uh, You seem very... um, uh loose we'll put it that way
2: Uh, Uh, let's just say to get here i had to take a red eye (laughs) oh oh my gosh seth rogan well we're excited to have you on the show
0: uh excited to talk to talk some sports with you what what do you think you know we got uh baseball starting
2: up soon the blue jays perhaps yeah dude I love baseball. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> okay. That's my sense of humor. I say things that I don't mean and then I elaborate on them. <laughs> well, we don't mind a little elaboration, but uh, let's let's talk about something you get excited about. Are you a basketball fan? What's going oh. on with you? Dude, yeah. well, being from Canada, I used to like the Vancouver Grizzlies, but now I like the Toronto Raptors, <laughs> even though they're trash. <laughs> but, you know, I'll tell you, Fred Van Vliet, he, uh, he, he's really lighting them up right now, if you know what I mean. Uh, like okay. Lighting them up. Yeah, <laughs> we, we get your pun. We get your pun. Well, what do you think of the NFL? We got free agency going on right now. We got any favorite football teams? Well, you know, I'm really a bigger fan of the Canadian football league, the CFL, you know, in my opinion, those teams are really rolling over. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm getting the puns. I'm getting the puns, but that, that that
0: league does not count. Okay. We're talking about the NFL national football league.
2: You're right. You're right. (laughs) All right. Hey, have you ever watched a game with Snoop Dogg? it's no. like crazy <laughs> we barely watch the game <laughs> we're too busy doing something else <laughs> you know, i can <laughs> probably put my finger on it <laughs> uh, i can too <laughs> all five of them <laughs> sure t- oh my goodness
0: that's rogan what, what's going on though you got any got any strong uh povs
2: on sports well you know i don't mean to be blunt here but uh, 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 that's it i just wanted to say that i don't even have any strong opinions (laughs) i just wanted to say that pun for you denny oh well
0: thank you i uh i'm very honored very flattered i'm sure
1: (laughs) hey
2: okay. Hold the weeds. <laughs> that's not like, even, you know what? That's not even a saying. Seth it could Rogan. be. We could make it a saying. I don't know. Maybe get out, out of here. You know what? <laughs> Everyone, that's been Seth Rogen. He's I'm been Seth fun. Rogen. I have vote. a beard. He knows his name, guys. I randomly became attractive recently. <laughs> okay. Like, where did that come from? <laughs> Seth Rogen well uh, maybe until next time maybe until next time we'll we'll see you again you you take care all right yeah i will you too danny <laughs> okay that's it, danny but all right gary
0: <laughs> all righty guys that was seth rogan wow um i i'm kind of at a loss for words man uh i guess you can just say that uh he really lit it up <laughs> okay and uh, in every pun possible he uh he lit up his time here on uh, Denny thinks he knows made me smile a lot so I hope he made you smile um if you're watching this if you're listening we hope uh we hope you're having a good time guys that brings us right on through to uh last straw now last straw I thought about it what's funny is when I first started the show okay we're we're slowly nearing um we're on episode eighteen. I mean, how crazy is that? Um, but uh, we you know, when I first started the show, uh, I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be so easy uh, to come up with a final straw, last straw um, every single uh, week. Every week, I would be able to come up with one to to think of a strong point of view, something that I I know rather you, you'll relate to, or you know, you'll have a strong point of view. A different way, but either way, I was gonna bring it, and now I'm like, geez, this is actually pretty long. I'm I'm happy for the challenge. I'm glad to accept. And this week I had to I had to go uh I had to take a deep dive. I had to take a deep dive. My deep dive this week is baseball has a ceremonial first pitch, which I actually love it. I love it. I love watching, it's a way to honor, okay, those that have done great in the community, those that you know, from other teams that, you know, football players come in, basketball players come in first round draft picks. That's really cool. Um, I love watching the celebrities. (laughs) So especially when they can't find quite find the catcher Um, that always makes the sports center, top 10, not top 10, I should say, but uh, why doesn't football have anything? Why doesn't basketball have anything? And I could pick on other sports, but we're going to keep it to basketball and football um, for last draw. Why? why don't you let a celebrity, let a uh, first-round draft pick, I don't know, someone that you're honoring, why don't you let them take a first shot? Okay? Uh, it could just be at the free throw line. I'd love to see it. I think it would be entertaining to let basketball have a first shot of the game. Ceremonial first shot. Maybe, uh, maybe that... That happens. Maybe we're starting a new change that gets there. And while we're at it, I would love to see it in the NFL. Wouldn't you? How cool would it be to see Blake Shelton come in and, I don't know, throw the first ceremonial first touchdown? First kick? Field goal kick? Okay. How about the first hit of the game? Put on some, a helmet, some shoulder pads. You meet at the 50-yard line and you, the ceremonial first sack first hit i don't know i think it would be fun okay baseball has it why shouldn't others incorporate it yeah let's just have fun let's not even worry about well that's baseball's thing no let's just let's just think this could be really fun for the other sports as well i would love to see it okay i'm just trying to create more ceremonies i like sir i like the fun ceremonies all right so that's what I have for you guys this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, Mitchell Mack is amazing as always. Seth Rogen is entertaining as always. Um, and uh, I definitely hope that, you know, we were able to um, to make your commute to work easier, your off day, relaxing easier. What, whenever and however you're watching the show, I hope we're, we're making life easier, making it fun and uh, enjoyable to sit back and listen to uh, to some sports. Guys, if you have any questions, uh, remember to send those over my way at GlasserDenny at gmail.com. You can find me on any social media platform, okay? And uh, until next week, uh, that's just about it. Bye-bye.